come on, yeah, come on, it's like that, it's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is... The lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing confidence in seasons of uncertainty, according to God's Word. We're back live in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And we hope you enjoyed the Veterans Day message we delivered last week. We know our veterans did because you know why? In America, they get it free on that day. So let's get right down to this lesson. We're talking about uncertainty and seasons. Yes, the two together. So let's look at the definitions. Not able to be relied on, not known, or definite. That's uncertainty. Each of the four divisions of a year, spring, summer, autumn, and winter, our life can be kind of mimicked, or you can look at it, the things that you go through are seasonal. So let's talk about how do we get through this stuff with, through uncertainty in all these seasons that we go through. Let's look at Romans 8 and 28. And we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Listen at that. No matter what season you're in, And no matter what you're uncertain of, it all works together for the good because you love God and because you are called according to his purpose. If all things, not some things, but all work together, including uncertainty, difficulty, pain, misery, and the list could go on for those that love God. It would appear to me step one for dealing with uncertainty requires us to affirm our love for God and all that he is. Psalm 23 tells us this, Yea, though I walk, that's all I got to say, through the valley of shadow of death, no, I couldn't stop there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's what it says. It tells us to walk and not run through these seasons. Because of God's love, we have nothing to fear because he is with us. His rod and staff, they comfort us. God wants you to really see what these seasons of uncertainty are. Walk, don't run, so you can truly appreciate the love and protection he provides us in these times. Because if you can see that now, you know you can get through another time just like it. That's why you got to look at it. I would take a pause there and ask a question I think I already know the answer to. Okay, since you guys really must know, how many people do you know, and I'm being serious, that can love and protect you through all the uncertain seasons of your life. I'm not talking about a handful of your friends. I'm not talking about a handful of seasons. I'm talking about, I am talking, I am talking about all of them, every last one. Like I said, no answer or response is needed. Let's look at Romans 8 and 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. This is a tougher one. Many of us are stubborn, and when we set our minds on something, it's hard to get it to change. That's why it is so important in the life of a Christian. The Bible tells us in Romans 7.18, 
that no good thing lives in the flesh. So I ask you, why would we set our minds to that which has nothing of value to offer me as a way out of my uncertain seasons? I'll answer for you. Because the flesh will tell us exactly what we want to hear and allow us to live and dwell in the season or place in our life way longer than we ever intended or necessary that that is only supposed to be a season. See, we want to stay in a place that God says that's not the place for you. But we'll take up homage. We'll, we'll, we'll move our stuff into that place. We'll, we'll, we'll take up residence is what we do. This is how the devil perpetuates us into holding on to unforgiveness Hatred, envy, pride, and all those things that come and stand against the kingdom of God. Let us thank the Lord that the scripture didn't end there. It goes on to say, if we are living according to Jesus, then thank on these things. That gives us strength and courage to get through uncertainty, to get through hopelessness, to get through stinking thankingness, and to get through any notion that can't and won't help a sinner like us. As we go to break, declare your undying love for God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and a commitment to His way through every season, trusting Him to get you through. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after this short break. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. We hope you took some time to reaffirm your love and your commitment so God can help you get through your seasons. So let's look at some practical ways to reduce our seasons of uncertainty. Uncertainty is an inevitable season we all walk through at some point in our lives. And many walk through these seasons more than once and surely encounter it many more times. My young loyal listeners, you will have the luxury of traveling through those seasons too. Yep, you're not exempt. The good news is I may have found some ways through my research and study to better prepare you. Yes, you for those trips that you don't want to take through these seasons. Number one, don't fight the seasons of maturity and growth. We all must go through seasons because they build us up. I won't front. We are living and through a challenging time. Rest assured, resisting these seasons for growth won't help you or anybody else recover, learn, grow, or feel better, or more importantly, emerge as God would have us to be. So yes, we are living in a time that we have never seen before. But rest assured, like I said, God can get us through. So don't fight the season. Number two, invest in yourself through studying the word. You've heard that many times before. You are God's best resource that God has right now for making a contribution to the world and God's kingdom to lead others to Christ. When you, the resource, is depleted by not investing in yourself, God's most valuable asset is damaged and can't carry on the work of God that he called us to. So yes, invest in yourself, replenish, refuel, whatever you got to do, but you got to stay strong for God. Number three, find spirituality in healthy things that bring you comfort. So don't always look for those worldly pleasures or, or worldly comforts because they have to be healthy and they have to lead back to God. See, this one ties to number two, the investment in self and studying God's word. One of the most important ways we can invest in ourselves is to seek comfort in the spiritual, which can lead you safely to something healthy in the natural that will continually edify God while finding some peace. See, so check this out. Yeah, check this out. I said, if you seek comfort in the spiritual, it will lead you safely to things healthy in the natural. 
Yes, it can. See, because, see, that spiritual wisdom that you gain, maturity, matter of fact, it ties in number one, too, that maturity will guide you to do things that edify yourself and God and glorify him as well. Number four, don't believe everything you think here. Stay away from social media. Don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you hear. I consider this the most effective and essential stress reduction tool that should be in every Christian's toolbox. And Christ has ever taught is not to believe everything you think or hear. Isaiah 53 tells us that. Whose report shall you believe? In uncertainty, it's very important not to believe our thoughts and the things we hear that contradicts the word. You should always ask yourself, if something is said, if you happen to hear it, if you happen to think something that you happen to think, ask yourself, how does this edify God? How does, how does this align with the word of God is what we really need to ask ourselves. Because if it doesn't, cast it down, throw it away, and just don't remember it. And number five, stop looking for someone to rescue you when Jesus has already offered you salvation. He has. All you got to do is confess his name and live according to his way. I need someone to tell me the difference between rescue and save. When we act as though we are powerless, we find ourselves entangled in conversations that leave us anxious, hopeless, and independent. And we start trusting other people, placing them above God to save us from our uncertainty. Now, I said I wanted someone to tell me the difference between rescue and save. To be rescued means someone is aiding you out of whatever you're in. Like the fire department will rescue you from a burning house. They don't save you. (laughs) They rescue you. If you are drowning in the water and you fell overboard, they would throw you a life jacket or a life preserver to rescue you. Some would say that is saving, but no, they are rescuing you from that impending situation you're in. Only Jesus can save. I want you to understand that. Only Jesus can save. Everything else is just a rescue. Because you know why it's a rescue? Because you get back on a boat, you can fall right over the boat again and be right in the same predicament. And just like you can move from one house that's on fire to a new house. Now, I'm not advocating people's houses to be on fire. I'm just making an example here. But if the house you left caught on fire and the one you happen to move to catch on fire, guess what? The fire department will come and rescue you from that one as well. Jesus saves us from ourselves. Jesus saves us from having to go through these seasons alone. So why not just accept his, his helping hand and just join him? They look like they're in very deep thought over it in the conversation corner. So I don't want to disturb them. So maybe we don't have conversation corner this week because, and it looked like they're about to have a breakthrough. We'll continue and pick up the conversation corner next week. In summary, the importance of having confidence in seasons of uncertainty. Uncertainty is one of the biggest distractions when it comes to this Christian walk. No one wants to go where they've never been, even with Christ leading them. No one wants to follow a person they don't know or trust. And no one wants to be in a relationship with a person that they are uncertain if that person loves them or not. Nothing about God and his promises are uncertain. So let me state a fact that will remove all doubt and uncertainty about God. God is not a man that he should lie, Numbers 23 and 19. Trust the weight, embrace the uncertainty, enjoy the beauty of becoming. When nothing is certain, anything is possible. Everything has changed because of what we are facing, but nothing has changed in terms of who he is in our midst. 
He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.